We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We know the Ravens and Bengals lead the AFC North with identical 4-3 and three records, but... Which one is more dangerous? Well, the folks at ESPN debated that question with Dan Orlovsky being pro-Ravens, but he also said Lamar Jackson's teammates failed him on Sunday. We'll dive into all of that ahead. I'm Sarah Ellison with Bobby Trossett. It's Tuesday, October 25th, and this is your Morning Ravens Vault. So Lamar Jackson was asked about his hip after appearing on last week's injury report. And as usual, his response was super entertaining. That along with other injury notes still to come. Plus, Ravens linebacker Patrick Queen has been on a roll in recent weeks. And one PFF statistic certainly backs up that statement. Oh yeah, we have all that more coming up. Thanks for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news in just 15 minutes. So after seven weeks of play, the AFC North is looking more and more like a two-team race with Baltimore and Cincinnati sharing identical four and three records. Now, the Ravens are technically the top dog in the division by virtue of winning the head-to-head tiebreaker, but people around the league, Sarah, are debating which team has the edge. And that's the thing. Even though they do have those same records, it's the Bengals who seem to be finding their groove as of late. They started the season out 0-2. We remember that. But then they went on to win four of their next five games with their one loss coming against, yes, the Ravens. Meanwhile, Baltimore looks like a talented team in the first three quarters of all their games. But then they look shaky in the fourth. So when ESPN Stephen A. Smith was asked which of these teams was the more dangerous one, yeah, he didn't hesitate. I mean, when you see this brother, Joe Burrow, throw that football, that's a bad brother right there. Joe, Joe Burrow, that dude. Make no mistake about it. Jamar Chase, he's that dude. He's that dude. I mean, I'm just looking at them right now, and they got their swag. And, 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 and offensively, this is the difference. Ravens get out to a lead, Dan. And yes, playmaker. They get right, out to right, lead. Right, right, right. And you're waiting for the mistake to happen. It's an interception. It's a fumble. The, 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 last week it was both. Yesterday it was a fumble. You see these kind of things happen, and yes, you're sir. waiting for them to fall apart or wondering whether or not they're holding on. Cincinnati comes. 
They swinging. You see what I'm right. saying? And their momentum is going this way. It's no drop off. They're coming for you. You feel them on your heels. You feel their presence. They're just explosive offensively. All right. So Stephen A. certainly has the Ravens pegged. It does kind of feel like we're all just waiting for a mistake to happen once they get the lead in recent weeks. And after putting up huge points early in the season, on the other side, Cincinnati has averaged nearly 30 a game in its last four wins, excluding that loss to the Ravens. Yeah, so there's a little recency bias in Stevens' pick for the most dangerous team, and understandably so. Cincinnati definitely looks more dangerous right now. But Dan Orlovsky, he still gives the Ravens the edge because he thinks there's another level this, that this offense can and will obtain. And if the offense does end up clicking... Not only does he think they're better than the Bengals, but he told the ESPNs get up that Baltimore would be championship caliber. But for that to happen, Orlovsky says that players around Lamar Jackson need to step up. And he went as far as to say that some teammates, quote, failed Jackson Sunday against the Browns. Orlovsky then showed her this highlight reel, if you will, or maybe the low light reel of Rashad Bateman dropping that third down pass. Josh Oliver failing to nab a well-placed touchdown pass. And then he showed another potential touchdown pass to Devin Duvernay getting batted down at the line of scrimmage. Here's Orlovsky. How good are they? Do they? They're very good. Do they consistency, consistently look like a champion? No. Do they have stretches where they look like a yes, champion? Yes. Absolutely. And if Rashad Bateman and Devin Duvernay, I know the run game is going to be great. I know Lamar is going to be great. I know Mark Andrews is going to be great. If Devin Duvernay and Rashad Bateman can consistently win on the perimeter, then this team has the chance to go to this. The other part so to be fair, the receivers didn't get a lot of opportunities to step up for Jackson as he only attempted 16 passes in a run-heavy game plan, Sarah. But to Orlovsky's point, once their numbers are called, they have to perform, and we just haven't seen that consistently enough. Yeah, no doubt. But Bobby, let's get ourselves on the record here. Who do you think is more dangerous? Yeah, honestly, I don't think there's much of a debate through seven weeks of football partner. I'm going with the Bengals based on what I've seen from a seven-game sample size, not just what we saw play out in Baltimore earlier this month. All right, that's fair enough. And it may sound ironic, but I think both Stephen A. and Orlovsky are correct. I mean, right now, Cincy is way more dangerous. But I also feel like Baltimore isn't playing up to the talent level of this roster yet. And because they aren't playing up to their talent level, it's a frustrating team to watch. And that's why perhaps it's Colin Cowherd who describes the Ravens best. I still like Baltimore so much. Something I do. Seems off though, doesn't it? They're, a, they're an exhausting team to love because you watch these games. You watch the Giants game. 90% of it, I thought Baltimore was better they lost. I watched this game. 90% of it, outside of maybe an early drive, I thought, oh, Baltimore's way better. And they're either losing or clinging on for dear life. I, there's so much about Baltimore and the infrastructure I love. I still, I like Lamar Jackson a lot. But they are exhausting. They leave points on the board. You always feel like with Baltimore, they just left like 10 points in the locker room. And, and I'm not blaming anybody. It just feels like that to me. There's too much about this organization, owner, GM, coach, quarterback there, there's too much i like about them to ever bail on them they're going to end up winning the division or getting into the playoffs but they are exhausting i am glad i'm not a ravens fan they're an exhausting team to pull for i think colin was speaking for a good percentage of ravens nation with that one but still to come here on the vault what's the deal with lamar jackson's hip stay tuned
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Bobby, as we've discussed, it's a short week in Baltimore as Thursday night football in Tampa looms. So give us the latest on the injury and overall health front. Yeah, Sarah, if it's a quick turnaround for us in the content world, it's certainly an even quicker one for the team. They're all wheels up to Florida on Wednesday. But let's begin with Lamar Jackson, being that he was listed on last week's injury report with a hip setback. Here's the exchange number eight had with ESPN's Jamison Hensley during his media availability on Monday. Last week, you um, before we saw and talked to you, uh, you were listening on the injury report with a hip uh, injury. How is that? Oh, okay. <laughs> I think it's pretty good, no? And just to paint a picture for our audience, Sarah, as Jamison asked his question, Lamar hit him with a little shimmy of the hips. Now, look, he's definitely not Shakira, but it sure seems like he's good to go, or really, he could just be downplaying the severity of the injury and grinding through his short week. I don't know, Bobby, hips don't lie. And I know we've both probably heard from within the Ravens flock fan base who feel Lamar was hesitant to run at times in Sunday's win over Cleveland. And while that might be true situationally, the numbers tell you otherwise. Number eight finished with 59 rushing yards on 10 carries, which was good for 5.9 a clip. Yeah, regardless, we'll obviously be monitoring the hip in the coming days leading up to Thursday night. But next up on the injury report is Marlon Humphrey, who was listed with a hamstring and did not practice on Monday. John Harbaugh, he was asked if the setback could potentially sideline his star cornerback come game time this week. And this is what he had to say. Uh, 
No, he's okay. We'll see. I don't know. It's Monday. It may have been Monday, but everything is sped up a bit when Thursday night football is in play. All right, Bobby, are there any other notes worth sharing? So joining Humphrey as non-practice participants from Monday were Calais Campbell, Marcus Peters, Mark Andrews, Ronnie Stanley, and Josh Bynes. Both Gus Edwards and Brandon Stevens were limited, but Sarah, we should note that these were all just projections, being that it was just a simple Monday walkthrough on a short week. So don't look now, but the often criticized Patrick Queen in the middle part of Baltimore's defense has been the highest graded defender in the Ravens' last three games. That's according to Pro Football Focus, Sarah. That's a beautiful thing to see. I mean, Queen's best trait is running downhill, so it certainly doesn't hurt that he just faced rush-heavy offenses in the Giants and Browns. And while he still can get better in coverage, and he has, but he could still get better, these grades are just a great sign for the 2020 draft pick. Bobby, he was all over the field in the Browns matchup. He had those back-to-back tackles for loss when he knifed through the Cleveland offensive line and dropped Kareem Hunt for a total of minus nine yards. He also got quarterback Jacoby Brissett for a sack, and then he finished with a team-high 11 tackles. You better believe his head coach, John Harbaugh, is pleased with his progress. He's really growing as a player, you know, and he has been steadily, and now it's really starting to kind of accelerate, you know, so we want to keep building on that and expect him to just keep improving, and and, uh, he's making a difference for us. And as for Queen himself, he said his confidence is building, but he's not satisfied yet. I feel like in the uh, past, it was, I have a game like that, then it'll go down, and I'll have another game like that, then it'll go down, so it's just the point of being consistent with it now. And before we jump, some other quick news items you need to know, beginning with this from Lamar Jackson. Remember when Bucks QB Tom Brady initially retired this past offseason before unretiring? In that official retirement post, he told Lamar, quote, you're next, almost as if he was passing the torch. Yeah, I seen it. Um, I was saying, hopefully I'm next to win the Super Bowl. You know, you got seven of them, so hopefully that's what I'm next to. That's what I was hoping. Does that mean something to you when when somebody, you know, who's achieved that much kind of shows that respect to you? Of course. Of course. I'm Hall of Fame quarterback. Like I said, the GOAT, of course, it means a lot. In other news from Twitter, Lamar was seen crashing a wedding after Sunday's win over Cleveland. The wedding was apparently at the same restaurant Lamar was having his post-game dinner at. You can find the tweet at Steve Rudden. Elsewhere, John Harbaugh was non-committal on the potential of Deshaun Jackson's availability ahead of Thursday night. Jackson was, of course, signed to Baltimore's practice squad last week. And finally, the Ravens opened as one-point favorites ahead of Thursday night's matchup with the Bucks, As ESPN's Jamison Hensley pointed out on Twitter, this would mark just the third time since 2015 that Tom Brady was a home underdog should that line stick. Well, thank you for listening to the Morning Ravens Vault. We created our show to keep you plugged into all things Ravens. So if you love our show, please tap that follow button and share it with a friend. We can also be reached by email via BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. And as of last month, the Ravens Vault podcast is available on YouTube. So please consider subscribing to our channel ahead of week eight. All you have to do is simply search Ravens Vault Podcast on YouTube. Yeah, that's all the time we've got today, but we will be back on Wednesday with our official game preview ahead of Ravens Buccaneers. Be on the lookout for it. And as always, thanks for listening to the Ravens Vault. Ravens Vault.